This episode is brought to you by TechSmith. That's right, TechSmith. You know them from Snagit and Camtasia. Snagit lets you create images, GIFs, and videos to show others exactly what you see. And Camtasia is the famous screen recording and video editing software made easy. Yeah, I love it, Adam. You know, I have to say my story here is that Camtasia kind of saved my soul. When I was working, trying to build my first program, I discovered Camtasia and other TechSmith products, and I needed something that was relatively inexpensive, easy to use, and powerful. Overnight, I went from doing tedious editing, recording, and just whatever I had available to me alone with little coaching, being able to make really super high quality videos in a short amount of time. That sounds amazing. And so if you want to create and share images and videos for better training, tutorials, lessons, and everyday communication, you can do that at techsmith.com. That's techsmith.com. Welcome to C-Lab, the customer education laboratory, where we explore how to build customer education programs, experiments with new approaches, and exterminate the myths and all that bad advice that you might hear and stop that stops growth dead in its tracks. I am Dave Darrington, and now I am pleased to welcome two of my friends here. Okay, we've got Matt Pierce. Say hello, Matt. Hey, everybody. Nice to be here. Thanks, Dave. Great. And we've got Troy Stein here as well. Troy, hello. How are you doing? Hey, you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining. Okay, I love these three-way conversations where we get we can ping ideas off each other. Welcome, gentlemen, to you both. Before we get in the show, I'm going to have both of you do a deeper intro, talk about yourself and your roles in particular, because this show is this episode is a sponsored episode where we're focusing on TechSmith, both of you, your culture, your products, the amazingness that you bring to the marketplace, and We've been happy to have you as a sponsor for since the beginning. So welcome back. Let's start off with my favorite fun, which is let's look at the international or the national day of. This is where I roll in. I kind of dig this. And there's one in here, Troy, I was thinking about you. National Camera Day. You're a photographer, aren't you? I do enjoy it quite a bit. <laughs> so these are great. National Handshake. How do you do? World Industrial Design Day. Bomb Pop Day. Man, I haven't had a mm. bomb pop in years. <laughs> Did handshake day like take a hit though? I mean, let's be let's be real. Like I shake hands way less than I ever used to because it's like, well, mm, we shake I had the most anymore? awkward handshake the other day. It was like so I, I usually fist bump, you know, people and 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 for whatever reason I went to, you know, like shake somebody's hand and and he and we just sort of went like this. And it was like, the most goofy thing possible. Nobody was offended, but it was just like you total it? Fail. No, let's do that again. That's no, definitely. no, it was just like, oh screw it. Just Oh my God. Well, that's great. Okay, folks, welcome. This is great. Let me frame this up. And then I'd like you both to talk a little bit about your roles. We're going to talk about your company. And then we've got a lot. We've got a lot on the plate today. This is going to be great. What we're here to talk about, again, beyond... We always like to have a hook for the show. Beyond TechSmith and, and, and talking about you know, where we're at, roadmap, all that kind of stuff. Always like a hook. We're going to talk today about something that I know, Troy, you brought up as a great subject, project-based learning. I heard of this, you know, but you know, we're out doing all so many different things. And this is interesting because in customer education, we're always looking for different kinds of methods, modalities, ideas, approaches, interventions, as we like to call them, to engage. Because without engagement, ain't nothing happening. You know, people aren't going to do your work. 
So, okay, we're going to reconnect. I like this one because, hey, Troy, you said this was a little experimental. We may crash and burn. We'll see. Okay, we'll crash and burn. All right, I'll, I'll let you introduce that. Let's, let's circle back. So, okay, go by letters. Matt, you're first. Mm-hmm. Intro, let's go through, through your background again. Talk about, and for both of you, let's talk about your role too. And also what you're passionate about as a human being. Because one of the things I think is really valuable to us in our audience at C-Lab is building our network and getting to know each other. Because we all play a role in this fabric of learning. So go ahead. You got the floor. Yeah. So uh, hey, everybody. I'm Matt Pierce. My my titles really don't matter because I have many of them. But like learning video ambassador, I'm now actually the growth and content marketing manager. So I, I sit in a marketing team. That's my kind of like where I sit work with our content team. I also work with our video team. And I host the TechSmith podcast, the Visual Lounge. And I started and created the TechSmith Academy. So I've been doing a lot of things, but my background really started in instructional design. So got that master's degree right out of college, went to work for a pharmaceutical, then ended up at TechSmith, been here a super long time, which is super awesome because I've got to see a lot of changes and things that have gone you know, the ups and downs of just kind of business and growth, which is super awesome. So I get to do, continue to do things like my goal is to help people, help people be successful, help them to, you know, grow in whatever they're doing, understand kind of, kind of like you, Dave, what you're doing with the, this podcast, we do with our podcast, right? But, yeah. but about using images and video rather than just kind of just general customer education. So we look across the broad spectrum. And in terms of things I'm passionate about, you know, one, I mean, just from a work kind of perspective, the podcast has been just an amazing thing just to be able to connect with so many amazing people who know so much. I'm always humbled by it because I'm like, wow, they're so smart. And I'm like, what do I know? Uh, And I get to learn all the time. So that's that's really fun. Outside of kind of the work sphere, I am anxiously engaged in my faith community. I was just talking before the show started about how uh, we, we were able to get 80,000 pounds of food into our community for Jeez. food banks, which is just, it just warms your heart. And, you know, you hear these stories about them. people are saying, you know, some of the food pantries came up to us and said, you know, we needed this, this, and this, and that's what was on the truck. Yeah, and it's, it's just, it's really cool to be involved in that community to, to see a lot of good happening. There's a lot of good people out there, both in customer education as a, a field industry, but also just in the world. And if you can help people, that's, that's always a win in my book. That's always a win. Cool. All right. Troy, you are up to bat here. Tell us about your background. Tell us us what you're passionate about. Uh, So background, I started a company after business school and eventually shifted over to TechSmith. That company itself was sort of e-learning based. And then after September 11th, the economy went down. TechSmith picked up. I jumped aboard and I've been working there ever since. So almost 20 years there. I'm Currently, the vice president of customer advocacy that includes the customer education team, which is awesome. My passions are varied, but like I'm happiest when I got a when I got my camera on my back and I'm on a motorcycle and I'm in the mountains of Utah, Arizona, following uh, family history uh, legends and stories. And and you're using your product to document that? I if, if my product is a camera, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I uh, I love filming videos and trying to make those stories come alive for my kids, and my grandkids. And I'm just going to jump in here because Troy is so humble. He won't say this about himself, but Troy is one of those people that he starts telling you stories and talking to you, and oh my gosh, you're like, 
Really? Tell me more. And I've, he's told these stories about going on these microcycle, uh, motorcycle adventures. And it's like, oh, and you're just like, I want to be there. I want to, I want to be like Troy. And the other thing I'll say again, because he's too humble, is that <laughs> if, if he taught, well, I have watched and witnessed Troy talk to customers. And you're like, oh my gosh, he just, he like, he just knows how to pull people in and understand them and feel like they are the, then the most important person in the world. And it's, he's done it to me too. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, how does he do that? He's so good. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I'm, I have to, I have to give a ton of credit to the e-learning community. One, I was out in Berlin at a trade show once and a gentleman that I'd met a couple of times at a trade show, he he says, well, we should sit down and talk. And, and so we sit down for dinner and he starts explaining to me what he used to do when he was younger and how he used to go on a BMW through the mountains of Austria. And my mount, my eyes get really big, a BMW motorcycle. And, and I was like, oh, that would be so awesome. God, I would love to do that. And he said, well, uh, you know, so like, what's on your bucket list? And I was like, yeah, well, you know, I would kind of really like to get on a motorcycle someday and go out to the mountains of, you know, where my ancestors are, are from in, in Utah, Arizona, and kind of follow their trail. And, and he's like, why don't you do it? And I was like, well, you know, I'm sure I'll do it someday. And he's like, why don't you do it this year? And I was like, well, maybe, you know, and I'm humming and hawing. He's like, why don't you do it this year? And he was like gently, affirmingly pushing me to not skate on it. And as soon as I like made this like mini commitment to this guy who was an e-learning like Jedi mind tricker, all of a sudden, yeah, I know, right? All of a sudden, I was like, oh my gosh, I could do this. And that led to incredible, actually, learning adventures. Like to do this thing that I always wanted to do, I had to get a motorcycle license. I, I hadn't ridden a motorcycle since I was like 11. And, and, then, and then adventure after adventure after adventure ensued, including crashing motorcycles in the Grand Canyon and swimming across the Colorado River. All of this was actually, it was precursor to figuring out what we were trying to do with with our products from a customer ed perspective with project-based learning because in my mind when you figure out what your vision is it becomes powerful and, and exciting and eventually you're like i'll do anything uh to achieve this success this thing that i see in my head whatever it takes man i'll I'll swim across the freaking Colorado River. I'll crash my motorcycle. I'll do whatever it takes to be able to achieve this this idea, this this passion. And so, anyways, that's kind of it's wow. a it's a long path, but that's how we uh, started down this path. At least my path, I should say. Well, I I mean, you couldn't have done a better seg into today's conversation, which. I think what you're evoking, and at least to me, and I didn't want to dominate the conversation, want you to talk, but most of what I've learned has come through projects, through getting hands-on, getting, you know, I used to do things like I ran land parties back in the day, big nerd thing. But what I learned from that was not video games. It was networking and, and how to set up an enterprise-grade uh, event yeah. and all these yeah. things. So it was project-based learning. And... I think we're like where we are today, and we're going to get to this throughout the show. I think what I want to do is take you back a little bit, and I want to go back and again, we're talking to our audience, our audience of listeners, our practitioners and leaders in the customer education space, and they are like you, like you both have said, we all have our passions, 
And many of our passions have this collision with our work life. And this is why we've fallen into this role, right? Into our roles. We're all speciated. We're all a little bit different. We're all working towards this education thing, selling, telling stories and, and using things. Now, I found, this is my story and this is relevant. I found you and your company and your products very serendipitously, right? I love to tell the story that, oh, I'm not going to talk about the other product that I was using, but it was a terrible experience. It was, I was struggling. I was fighting it. It was crashing. It, it was not good for me. And I was able to get my job done, but, it, and I joke all the time and I'll, and you'll hear your, your, your ad in the lead in. I say something kind of goofy, say, I, no, Camtasia saved my soul. No, Dave, Camtasia saved my soul. (laughs) (laughs) It did. (laughs) Because it it made it it unblocked, it ungated. It was the technology I needed at a price point I could afford in in a safe place to work. There were tools, resources, and there was a community of other people that knew this product. And all of a sudden, I found myself achieving my dreams in a business context, but you know, that spilled out to other things like this podcast. Yeah. I've used Camtasia for it. I've used, you know, other of your products and, it, and it's worked. So, all right, I'm giving you the floor now, both of you. I really want you to come back and say, where are we today? Where's TechSmith today? Where are your programs today? What's unique? What's different? You got the floor. I want, I want to relearn and come up to speed again with where you're at. I think where we're at today is really still at that forefront of building tools that allow anyone to be able to communicate their message, particularly in a customer education space, it works really well because we know the value of of kind of bringing all the components together, right? The visuals, the story, the sound, and and tools like Camtasia, it it really is a a best-in-class tool that's going to allow you, especially in that digital space, to capture your screen to capture you or the kind of the human piece, right? Whoever's going to be on camera and then everything else you need to show and bring it together. And we try to really build a tool that makes it easy so anyone can do that. You don't have to be Hollywood to make something that really pops off the screen and allows you to get that message across, whether that's helping someone to learn something, you're trying to you know, convince somebody yeah. of something or demo something. And then of course, on the other side, you got Snagit, which you know, Snagit is a, a tool that, like on, I think on paper, in some ways, you're like, how is that 30 some plus years old? But yeah, yet, it's still growing. It's still becoming, it's still evolving. It's really the best in class screen capture tool that you can ever imagine. It is becoming this also like quick and easy, powerful video tool where you're not thinking about the big project, but you're thinking like, I just need to get a message out to someone. And you can do that. And it's building in collaboration pieces. And it's just, I, it's one of the tools that like, I use it literally every single day. And if I ever leave TechSmith, I think they're going to have to drag me out of there. But if I ever leave TechSmith, I'm buying it to go on my computer because wherever I end up or just at home, because I cannot live without it. It's, you know, we call it the desert island software, right? If I get stranded Hmm. on a desert island, I want that with me. So, and we've got other tools that that are developing and growing. Audiate is a new one. So Audiate works hand in hand with, with Camtasia that you can send your video file over, it automatically transcribes it, allows you to do some uh, audio sweetening or improvements, but the magic really gets into when you start editing that text of your transcript. Mm-hmm. And it, 
edits your document, your video document, right? So you can edit a video as easy as editing text. And it really is a huge time saver. In fact, we did some research that if, you know, especially longer, kind of like if you got, you recorded a webinar or something, you got in there and took that video into Audiate, at least a 40% time saving. So it's, it's, it's oh, wow. huge. Yeah. Oh, wow. 40%. Now that's phenomenal when you're talking from an instructional designer's point of view. Because yeah. we all we all get a script, right? Or most yeah. instructional designers, we have a script, or even, or maybe just even notes, and we it sounds pretty good in our head. And then we hit the microphone, and you start to say a sentence, and you're like, "Yeah, actually, it doesn't sound as good as I thought it did." And you improvise on the fly, right? And sometimes you do more than a little improvisation while you're doing your recordings. And and the beauty, if we've all probably edited a waveform somewhere. Right, whether it's in Audacity or something like that, and you're like, "Oh, I, I cut that little piece. Cool. I, I'm glad I got that." And then, oh shoot, I re- did a retake and a retake and a retake and a retake. And the beauty of editing a text file is like you can just see exactly where you you know, where you did the retakes because it's a text file, and then you mm-hmm. delete the text and you deleted the audio. That's an emergent gift, I think. It's only been in the last couple of years. I remember using that tool and very early and I go, Oh my gosh, it's game changer. Right. And there's other tools like it, but yours is really solid. And now you're having an ecosystem of things where, you know, me as a podcast editor and video editor and with a team of people that are developing stuff all the time, I need that script. I need the output script to match for, you know, like closed captioning and things like that. It's, it's so much more valuable because it increases the dimensionality and the reach of your of your deliverable, the output. Now I have video, I have audio, I have reading. And that's everybody. It, you know, now we go back into, I'm, I'm riffing on learning styles and the whole idea <laughs> of people People like different things. Well, I think that we've debunked it a little bit. But we definitely it, debunked it, but yes, yeah. go on. <laughs> but it, but it's, it's true in a preferential context mm-hmm. where I say, okay, like when I go to look, look at news, or actually like I, I go to try to learn something about a product, I love YouTube videos, but sometimes I just want to print it out because I... Uh, okay, I'll tell you a story. I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd. I have a Steam Deck. I want to get some stuff working on it. There's some tricks that you can get certain applications that aren't designed to work on it to work on it. You can watch a video, but then you're like... You're going back and forth, stop, pause. But if you have... You look at the video to get the context and the feel, and then you watch a doc and you print that out and you go, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, got it. Mm-hmm. That's where this kind of the synergies between the audio, the video, and the text bring to light a whole lot of other stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like multimodal, right? Because we are all in different circumstances or you might be in different places. And sometimes, and video is absolutely a powerful tool. We love video, but sometimes you're like, I just need to know what to do right here. And a quick scan of the text is way better and way faster for me as a learner or as a doer than it is, you know, maybe not trying to take in this whole kind of idea. But sometimes... And I think we'll talk about this with the project stuff that Troy's team's been working on. Is sometimes right. I'm like, I can know the tool, but I, gosh, I don't have context of how to put these things together in a way that makes sense. And and Dave, I'll, I'll just refer to the the customer education manifesto, right? It's like value over feature, and it's it's that idea. Let's how do we get to people to have their value, but at the same time, sometimes they just need to know like what what button was that that I needed to click on because I can't find it because you know it's buried in a menu someplace. There's also a benefit of the multimodal, depending on how you do it. My customer education team, a few years back, 
instead of having a video on this page and the documentation over here, they've brought them into one. And so if you want to watch the video, great. If you want to scan the page, great. Take a look at screenshots, a little bit of text, you're good to go either way, right? But it also has the advantage of search engine optimization, meaning that oh, yeah. you can find that page better than if it was just text or just the video. And it can even you know open up at the top of a, of a YouTube page as a snippet. And so it, your marketing team loves you when you're helping their SEO juice. Oh, you know, you're, you're speaking of SEO juice and other stuff. Now we're talking. Now we're talking that edge running of customer education. We're exploring and, and probing other you know, barriers and boundaries organizationally and things are happening. Are you playing around with AI yet? Are we, are we thinking about that? I don't want to steal any thunder, but I'm I'm inter always interested to see what people are thinking about, especially you. Like you'll see some great stuff from us this summer. Oh, that's great. I, the things that are blowing my mind now is the ability to like auto transcribe and gosh, what was the some of the things that I've seen lately? The well, it's emerging from kind of the Chat GPT motif, more like pulling out vignettes and important things and quotes and comments and how can I make that super quick, snappy? Like for me. I'm speaking kind of really vulnerably here about C-Lab. One of the things that we do in C-Lab is we're constantly exploring, I mean, it's just me and Adam, ways we can teach people with this single podcast. So now we started with that audio, right? Now we have audio and video. Now we have an editing crew when we put stuff out on Twitter and Instagram. We don't do Instagram, but I want to do TikTok. I want to do all these things. So now we're able to break up videos and send them to different places. And now you have a web. And it all emerged from one source. And if you do it right, and you use the right products that make life easy, like I use Camtasia all the time for video editing. It's quick and easy. I can put transitions in. You know, I did it yesterday. No, it was two days ago. I had to record something quickly for a team. You know what I did? In about 30 minutes, I recorded it. I edited it. I put transitions in. I cut the pieces up. I put some little headers in, a little magic, sent it out and sent that to my team, my sales force, my sales team to understand how to do some sell, sell some educational product. Took me half an hour. Yeah, I'm. I don't think I'm getting in trouble for saying this. I did have a conversation with some of our our, our leadership at engineering mm -hmm. side of TechSmith, and it was interesting because we were we were asking them about AI and the use. Where's it going? We had, you know, we were looking at it from a marketing perspective and from the PR perspective. A lot of because these conversations are happening. The thing that I didn't realize that is true, and and Troy is absolutely right. There's things coming, but there's things that are ready that we might not call it AI, but they use the term machine learning, which is mm -hmm. in that kind of that that. Venn diagram, right? Of these things that are happening that have have been there, and it's been very fascinating to to me to see that obviously there's this speed at pace at which this is evolving. You know, I think we're in a, a really fascinating time that I don't know about anyone else, but it feels very reminiscent of like 2006 to 2008 when social media started to explode, but like at like 10x scale of like how crazy things are changing and evolving. And I think, you know, to, to your point, Dave, customer education is going to have to look at this. We're going to have to lean into it. We're going to have to understand it. And, you know, I think it, it's going to be great. But in the same time, it's that great and dreadful kind of thing, right? It's going to be great in some ways. In some ways, you're going to have to really pay attention to what is not doing, how it's not connecting, what it's not creating. And so, you know, that's the, the beauty of this. Like we get to define and figure out like, hey, what parts really work? Because it, we, we're, I don't imagine at this point, anytime soon, it's just going to be like, wholesale, turn it over. We're done. It's going to make all yeah. my stuff. Like, you got to watch all the pieces because 
I've definitely had chat GPT tell me some lies. <laughs> I get away with it. Well, you know, I, I fed it a transcript, actually. And I was just playing with it, right? It was a podcast that one of our uh, senior leaders had been on. And I'm like, hey, I want to see if it can pull some quotes for me. And it it pulled this beautiful quote. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he is so smart. I can't believe he said this. This is perfect. And then I'm like, I better double check this. I went back to the document to find it. It had made up a quote for him. It was like in the right topic. But, man, it was not anything that he had said exactly. But did he did he take attribution for it after the fact? We did not use it. <laughs> <laughs> it was that good. Hey, well, it it abstracted what I would say. So technically, <laughs> you know, along that lines, just as a quick side note, we were working on an AI based project that would take a webinar recording, usually a long one. And God, God, Troy blathers on for way too long. You know, so can we get to the meat of the matter? Can we find a highlight in there? And so we worked with some audio engineers out in LA and sent them a bunch of our webinar recordings. And like, hey, do you think, you know, can you help us sort of work through algorithmically, blah, blah, blah. And all you have to do is look at the waveform. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, you get excited. And then that's usually a good part. And the waveform goes up. Right. And like you don't need the artificial, anything artificial to tell you that there was a moment of excitement. And we looked at it and they're like, look, okay, we'll show you all the peaks in your audio waveform for that webinar. And nine times out of 10, when I'd go into those peaks, I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, I would actually make that into a, a highlight reel. Well, yeah, that answered, that answered a big question because I see that all the time because I, I mean, I've edited a lot of my own stuff. Yeah. And, you know, actually it was just last night, Troy, just last night I was creating an ad for one of, one of the, the sponsors and we, and Adam and I did the whole ad reel. We spent an hour busting through different things and having fun. And, you know, you, you have to go through that. So it's so funny that you say that because that's exactly what I did. I needed to skim through, find the point. Oh, here's where we started. It blast of sound audio. And I go, okay, that's where it is. Snip it out. And it's sped up my time. So, you know, that could be translated into a little piece of functionality in app to say, yeah. do a quick seek. Or X, and then it's kind of like a filter. But but for for all those customer ed folks that are out there who are told, hey, can you edit this webinar, and can you cut this down into something like a highlight reel? It isn't that hard to drop it into Camtasia or whatever video editor is your choice, and take a look at the waveform. You're like, okay, I can actually get there a lot faster with just looking at the peaks. Okay. All right. Well, I already got pro tips there and we haven't even really begun. We're, you know, we're almost half an hour in. Let's pivot a little bit. Let's talk about education. Let's talk about the market and let's get into this PBL project-based learning experimentation. So I think the question we started into, we can, we can mix and match, but was what are those unique challenges behind the education in the market as you see it? Like I'm not thinking about my perspective of customer ed, and you have a little bit broader market, of course, because you've got influencers, you've got professional users, you have all that stuff. Tell me more about the challenge sets you're seeing right today. We can be a little bit, pull back the curtain on, on TechSmith. Uh, when yeah. you make a piece of software, or almost any tool for that matter, right? Like if I use this ruler as a ruler, 
yeah, that's that's great. I'm I'm only going to use it so often, right? But if I learn how to do something with this hole, then it actually can become a level for me. And so the more things I use this for, the more valuable this becomes. With something like Camtasia, sure, I can use that for creating a piece of your learning content. It's what we were made for. But it could also be used for creating demos or for editing a webinar or making a birthday video for your wife, whatever it is that you want to do with that video editor. Our goal is to increase the number of use cases for that product. When that happens, it becomes more valuable to people. And the longer, the, the more helpful we are as a product, the longer term the relationship is. But introducing those new use cases is sort of was on our mind when we began thinking about project-based learning is how do we go from, I bought Camtasia to do this bit of e-learning, how do I help that instructional designer to also make a marketing demo? Because mm-hmm. there's never, there's never, ever, ever enough marketing people ever. on the video team, <laughs> ever. <laughs> and there's never, ever, ever enough software demos. Yeah. Uh, but who knows the software really well? Who knows how to sort of tell a story? Who knows how to actually use the software to make the software look good? Instructional designers. So how do you actually go from job one, which is I need to create that instructional piece, to I need to create an instructional piece with a little pizzazz. And so that's yes. what was on our mind is maybe if we focus on the end result rather than here's how you edit a timeline, here's how you add a call out, here's how you add a quiz. Instead of functionally, it was more outcome or goal-based. I want to interrupt with two, two threads. One is you've got the Swiss Army knife thing going on, the pocket roll. The more features, the easier this is a portable thing I can use. It's on my laptop. I can go, go, go. I use Camtasia all the flipping time, really, for all kinds of things, you know, and I never thought I would. That's super valuable. The next thing that the next thread I want to just resonate on or dwell on a little bit is what you're calling project-based learning. We in customer education tend to be like outcomes-based learning. It's kind of, it's not the same. It's similar, but it's evocative of it that the thing that I have been forced to learn as our peers have been in this field of education is it's less about what, it's more about show me and let me do. And the sooner you can get to having my hands on the keyboard driving, the faster I'm going to pick it up. Yeah. Because that that relates to the psychology of learning, which means the more I like I like to put it in coaching terms. I coach soccer and we call it about the more taps on the ball that you have. Like I took my son out yesterday because we're starting to practice. It's touch the ball, kick the ball. Hey, let's just go take a walk and you're going to take the ball with you and you're going to kick the ball. We're, we're, it, the project gives us a focus and a reason. And for me, that also, you know, I, I tend to be a little bit more tension deficit sometimes, but there's also the dopamine hit now. Yeah. Because, hey, I'm seeing this. I have my passion and my heart invested into, or my anxiety if I'm at work. <laughs> but I, I care. And that means a lot when I'm building something because I see all my instructional designers when I've been working with them. Oh gosh, guys, they just, they come out with such amazing stuff. Like I did this and I tried this and what do you think? I'm like, whoa, you know, now this makes it, it means something. And we've got a goal in mind. So if I, if I can interject here, I think the thing that's true, like we'll use that soccer analogy, right? Like you're building that skill of touch 
And then you might build on another skill, right? The pass or, or how you do whatever other piece that you need to do, where to move. But I think what Troy's on and with his team is the fact that those are independent skills that, of course, you need to know how to do that. But that only works as far as you then put those pieces together to be able to play the game as a whole. And when you look at software in particular, and you look at something like Camtasia, it, it has so many individual features that are all individually amazing. But when you start to bring those together kind of in this whole it's then all of a sudden like the creativity can kick in and you can do mm-hmm. things. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm not just making a video that looks good, but it has all these other things about it because it wasn't just I added a Zoom or you know did this thing that moved across the screen, but I put those together and it is yeah. such more has more dynamics. It has more pull and it evokes more emotion. And it's really, really a powerful thing, but you got to learn those individual skills and I, Troy's team has really brought done well pulling that together so that you have that kind of like, oh, this is how I play soccer. It's not just I'm tapping the ball. I'm putting it all together. Matt is is very generous. My team is super talented. And for and and Matt, if if we're doing anything right, we stand on the shoulders of giants. Matt led the customer education team for a number of years and has built up a really quality group with quality results in their training. We create these, we're known for these tutorial videos. They're kind of our calling card. We do really well with them. For the most part, they teach those skills. Like here's how to here's how to receive a pass, if you will, from a soccer perspective. Here's how to make a pass. Here's how to block on defense. All those kinds of things, right? So we or how to edit a timeline, how to add a call out, all the how to mm-hmm. add text, all those kinds yeah. of things, right? But we haven't very often taught people how to play soccer, you know, how to make a training video, how to make a tutorial, how to make a software demo, how to make an internal presentation to an executive, how to make a social media video. And the way we got this started was we had a a group we're going to do, there were four or five of us, and we were getting together as like a, a fun project. We were going to help one of our guys build a standing desk. And so we got together, everybody brought like a a couple of their tools, their drills and stuff like that. And I I had a little bit of experience with woodworking. I thought I can, I can be of help. And the other guys that were working with me, and we are all five of us out in Kalamazoo, they were younger and way better woodworkers than I was. And in, and I try to ask, you know, tell me about your experience. What did you guys learn? And they one of them had this affinity for this company called Craig, K-R-E-G. And they make woodworking tools. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got to check out their website. So we checked out their website and it blew my mind. They have a products page. They've got uh, a learn page with very little on the learn page. And then they've got a projects page and it's stout, like thick. And all of their focus is on, you want to make a bed? You want to make a cabinet. You want to make a dresser. You want to make something for the kitchen. Do you want to make something for the bathroom? Do you, and they've got it organized. And just like we talked about, they've got videos. They got step by step. They tell you the tools you're going to need to use. And it was one of those moments of the emperor has no clothes. Like, oh, oh my gosh. We, for years, we have told people the equivalent of how to do a specific task, but not how to complete an end goal or an outcome. We've just told them how to use the software, but not how to make something with the software. Mm -hmm. 
Anyways, we call up this guy at Craig, the VP, and uh, it took us a while to find him. We figured out what they've been trying to do and why and how and uh, the fact that they've got hundreds of thousands of people to sign up for their newsletters just so they can hear about more projects. And what they do is they, they almost, no offense to them, they almost don't teach you how to use their tools. It's like all about how to build how to make a thing. Wow. And w- meanwhile, we've told people for years how to use the tool, but not how to build and how to make a thing. And so that's what our project-based learning was focused on is how do we teach them how to build a thing, how to make a social media video, how to make a software demo, for example. This is so exciting. You can, you can see my build-up <laughs> because this is the, this is the, the C-level change. This is the pivot point. And this is what customer education is really about. When you and, and let me go a little bit deeper in what I'm going to say here. Product training, training, you know, all that kind of stuff is always in documentation. It's clicks. It's click path. It's do this, do this, do this, do this. Okay, it works to a point. But where where we've realized over, and, and the term customer education has actually been out in the world for over 40 years. We didn't know it. It disappeared several times, came back, disappeared as different contexts. But what we have always been trying to do is build up to these kinds of experiential project-based learning kinds of things, right? It's boring just to tell somebody what the product does. Who cares? Nobody cares. I'm like, it's not relevant to me. Oh, click, click, click. Look, you know, I'm not going to be able to take eight hours of training on this. You know, I remember going to these, these crazy workshops. And there, in, in one point, I was, oh, it was like Perkin Elmer laboratory equipment, like major systems. And you go through page after page after page after page of stuff, and you're kind of doing tutorial tutorials, but it just didn't matter. You get back home, and there was no connection. There's no emotion. There's no love. There's no anything. No joy. Right? It's yeah. just learning for learning's sake to say you know how to do this. You check the boxes. So what you're saying is that your your change your you realize that now we're talking about how do I, how do I get to this? How show me, show me the thing. And I love the story of that, that company because the companies that I see that are most successful do this too. What the difference is, is okay. Imagine I'm going to talk about outreach because I was there before. I'm going to talk about Gainsight because I was there before. These are big SaaS products and they're, they're disruptive. They're revolutionary because they're teaching you the products are there to help you get an outcome. And when and those platforms did like everybody else at the start, click this, click, click, click. No, we don't care. We can't learn. So when we started to pivot around and build these experiential things where and say, I'm going to help you get from point A to what you've got a book of business now of a hundred hundred prospects and they're they're in and you've done it and you know how to do everything, then you see the eyes open. And the excitement and the smiles because I can do my darn job. And I bet that they didn't care about the clicks nearly as much as they wanted that big book of business. Yeah. And they're doing it live. I mean, like you're working live through your leads and prospects and you're loading them into a system and you're seeing them and you see now, oh, and I'm using, I'm contextualizing on this product. The product was about, oh, I can use a pre-created template and I can just click it. Oh, Dave! Now send a send an email to Matt and and Troy here. Okay, I have to send two emails. Blah, 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 blah. Just do this. Oh, oh! I now I'm getting a response. 
And it's that dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. I'm doing things. It's exciting. I'm connected. I'm bought in. I love your product. Yeah, I think I I very rarely want to learn a tool. Like, I don't care. Like, I I know, and I love, uh, we'll use like Photoshop and Illustrator because I think they're the, like, they're heavy, right? There's so much there. I don't, I do not care about the tool, but I have an outcome. I want to cut this thing out. I want I want this tra- thing to cut out so I can have a transparent space, you know, like, and, and it's not, I, the clicks are going to matter. I mean, what tools I got to use, but I don't care about like learning each of the tools, their names and what they do. Just how do I make this thing? And I think, I think it's really important that we, we recognize that it's that balance of both, right? Like in the project, if I don't know how to use that table saw or whatever safely, I, you know, I'm not going to get my project done, but I want the table. At the end that I'm going to build, that's what I'm really right. getting to, and everything no else. Fingers just, on the floor. What? <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Not yet. I've got all mine, but my dad sure doesn't. <laughs> yeah, my grandpa lost one too. <laughs> Only be so careful. All right. Well, can you go deeper then? Like, what does what does your program try look like now with this new motif and this new approach to training? How does so, it evolve? Yeah, to be fully transparent, when when we saw this, we took a f- our first step with it, which is I bought everybody on my team something from Craig. And <laughs> we're like, we're going to have a weekend woodworking project. And we went over to Ryan Isha's house and we built, what do what we call those things in uh, up here in the Midwest where, yeah, it's cornhole, uh, yeah, yeah. a game. Yeah, right? cornhole. So we, we built a cornhole. And we actually worked through one of Craig's projects. So we, we, and we saw what was working and they forgot to tell you actually how to cut a circle out of wood. It was like the key to the whole thing. And they're like, make a six inch circle. Like, I didn't know how, but, but we got our hands dirty learning how to, how to do it. Then we want, then a couple of guys who jumped in and we're like, all right, let's just make a couple of these. Right. And so we each, decided which type, you know, we're going to show how to to make uh, a tutorial, how to make a, a demo. And, and I can't remember what the third one was, but we built a, a few of these out. And thankfully, we had a pretty flexible CMS that allowed us to pile the content in there. And the other thing we did is I learned this from uh, a really smart educator once, which is I tried to start with the guys that people like to follow. So maybe and Jason Blod and Ryan Isher, everyone likes them. And so like you, you get the people that are leading out and then other people want to like be like them. And so we, we started with them as, a, as the initial creators of the project. And we've since brought others on. Like Craig, we've even brought people from the outside. Like yeah. at the time when I made these videos, I, didn't, I wasn't making a bunch of social media, YouTube content. Um, so I was like, Okay, I know somebody who does. Let's bring them in and use their following, their expertise. What was interesting there was while they had the whole YouTube presence, right? They're great on camera, really comfortable. The instructional design level, not quite so much, right? So mm-hmm. you, you had to sort of level them up and like, I think we can make that tighter. I think, what if we restructured it and, and you talked about this first and then that first and, and you know, all the things that Matt has learned over the years, we, we had to try to encapsulate and, and bring to some of these folks to build them into, into the project process. What we're doing now is now it's data time. So we've been 
pushing people to the projects and we are trying to figure out does it actually help people to learn how to use our product for a new thing does it help new users to learn our products better or does it help existing customers to basically learn a new skill learn a new type of video uh, so those are the data questions that we're asking and thankfully i've got uh, an awesome um, product team and data team that uh, we're trying to answer those questions this summer. That's amazing. That, that's such a fun thing. So are, are, are some of those projects visible right now? And can we see links to them? Yeah, yeah, we can put it in the, in the notes. That would be great. I would love to share them in the show notes and be able to distribute them out for people to, to see and learn. And, and myself, I, I realize we're getting down to the wire. We've got about seven minutes for the show. Is there anything else you can show? Like, I, like that's huge. Like this is a big transformative moment yep. for you. I'm really excited about it. it you know, like I like to come back every so many months to see what you're up to because, again, I'm going to reframe this up for my market, for the customer education community. We need your platforms. We need your tools. We use them all the time. And if anybody out there is not using them, they usually have a reason for it or they've gone to something else and they've leveled up. But I always tell people, here's your kit. When you start as a customer education person, and Camtasia is always on that kit, that, that Thank list. Thank you. It's not just being kind, it's earned, right? Because these are tools that are, particularly because they're not, they're competitively priced. Let's put it like that. They fit in my pocketbook <laughs> and they're my Swiss Army knife. So let's do a couple of things before we have to wrap up today. One of the things I'd like to talk about is, you know, Matt, like, I think you can talk a little bit more about your role in all of this because you're out there on the road a lot. I've seen you at events. We've seen each other at DevLearn. We need to connect again at some kind of event coming up. Tell me more. Tell me tell me what you're up to these days too. Yeah, so I've, you know, a lot of that still out speaking, really trying to connect with the community. My role I see is, I, you know, I really do have a full-time job of things I do, work that I'm creating, but I carry that title still a learning and video ambassador. When I moved back into a management role, I, I mm -hmm. said, Hey, I'm going to keep this. Is that okay? That's and good. My, my VP was uh, incredibly gracious and said, yes. And, you know, so I, I look at, again, try, I want to help connect whatever the markets were in. I want to help connect them because there's so much that happens and there's so many smart people. Like, I, you know, even to what Troy was saying about bringing in outside people, right? Building these projects is, we know a lot about video. We know a lot about communicating with images. However, we are always in our kind of our, our bubble of TechSmith. And that is always a biased bubble towards those things because of the tools we make, right? Like, yeah. like when I was leading the team, as Troy mentioned earlier, you know, we said, hey, your video is going to be made with Camtasia. Which is great because we wanted to, you know, drink our own champagne or eat our own dog food, however you want to call it. But what it does do sometimes is it like limits your perspective on what's possible. And maybe you're not getting all the inspiration. So I love seeing the connection mm -hmm. there. So I tried to do a lot of that as well as, you know, been thinking a lot about kind of the next iteration for TechSmith Academy, which, you know, we've got this platform that's out there that it's all free. We're teaching people the basics of video. It's not even product focused, which to me is like this amazing thing that TechSmith invested in this because we want people just to be able to gain skills on these things that are going to make them better. And along the way, if we can be that guide and then we can help you make that better demo video that Troy's talking about or better tutorial video, and we've taught you things like about writing scripts or lighting your camera or getting better audio in whatever environment you're in or seeing what other people are doing to create their videos 
I think there's just this great synergy of allowing that, if you will, to to say like, hey, we're going to support you regardless in this area. But if you need a tool, if you need help doing these projects, we've got something of value that we can add. And as you said, Dave, it's it's affordable. It's easy to bring into an organization, and mm-hmm. hopefully, it makes it easy to work. You know, to work with your IT, work with all your constraints, and and then honestly, I used to use products, other video products, when I was doing camera video and stuff. Like, like, oh yeah, we gotta get, we gotta get into Premiere. I don't ever do it anymore. I don't need it. I can do better work faster in my own tool. Now, I've spent a lot of time in Camtasia, mm-hmm. but. It's the things that they're, and kudos to our development team because they just keep out coming out with things. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I've always wanted to do this and I could never figure it out in these other tools. So now I can. And it's, it's amazing. So, you know, I've got lots of other responsibilities at TechSmith that I'm, I'm still, you know, doing. But it's, I, to me, it's like, I want to be this person that helps connect, helps strengthen the relationships. And I'm very blessed and fortunate that I sometimes get to be that voice for TechSmith and represent us as we talk and teach about video and, using video in all these different spaces and places. Matt is more than a voice uh, for TechSmith. Uh, if you ever get a chance to see him live, he's fantastic. And he, mm-hmm. he talks about industry, industry trends, research-based insights into where things are going. And it is not a product pitch, but he helps you to sort of see the future uh, a far way off and give you tips and tricks about how to get there independent of our products. He's, you know, he, he's never a, a hard sell on the products, but always a, a wise guide. Thanks, Trey. I should probably wise sell time. harder. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think we do better when we don't. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, but again, I, I want to commend both of you and TechSmith as a whole because that is customer education. It is not just sitting behind um, a screen and recording videos, just getting out there. And you know, I, and I say to our community and anybody listening to this, I want to see those examples. We want to share those. We want more people to come on this show as well and maybe you know, overlap with yours that the ability to build things and make things and create things, there's stories around that. And what, like you as connector, I've, I'm blessed because you know my... I, patron service rocket where I work my day job. This is C-Labs. Just, I, we just do it. We, we don't get anything for it. We do it for, for the community. But it's part of our passion. If we're out there connecting and we're on the road and we're talking to people and we're finding the smarter the people that are smarter than us that we don't know of. I, I know a friend of mine, Brian Childs from Learning Outcomes said this, like, Dave, do you know how many people are out there that know so much, but they're not going to poke their heads up? And they're happy, they're successful, they're, they're enjoying their life, but we should encourage them to show their, their amazing work off. I've seen so many things that, you know, one of the things I, I thought of one day is I, I watch a lot of YouTube and then I, I've been studying TikTok, obsessed, but studying, right? Because I'm learning how I can use these things, not just for my personal, for my company, for C-Lab, but how can we, how can we all use these things? And that that's super, you know, it's super important to get in there and figure those things out and learn and grow and try and experiment and fail and do it all with the project kind of sense, right? It's it, getting out there, experimenting, trying new things is what, well, that's why we call ourselves the customer education laboratory because we want to encourage people to try bold new things. We want to meet those people that are trying those bold new things to learn and keep growing our product base. So to, to that point, Dave, one of the things that's really interesting to me that 
I, I've noticed as a trend in industry and not just our industry, but other industries. And particularly it comes with age. And I think this is, you know, to mm-hmm. Troy's credit, he, Troy is an experimenter. He all day long is trying new things. But I, I do notice that there are things like TikTok and, you know, and I'm of a certain age that I'm not like a TikTok generation person. I'm not on TikTok, TikTok doing all that stuff, right? But there's something that if we resist what's happening in, in outside of our industry, we resist, oh, we don't want that. We can't, you can't learn from a 60 second video. You can't learn from a 30 second video. That's a real disadvantage. Because even though I don't believe in the like that, oh, Gen X and Gen Y and Gen Z are all so much different, I do think that the things that they're coming forward with can have a big influence on how we receive and how we understand. And so that's why things like what Troy's team is doing is really important because we need to learn how to make better things. We need to learn how to connect better with our audience, whether that's from a learning perspective, marketing perspective, just a support perspective, whatever it might be. And and the future of what that's going to look like is being shaped not in our industry. It is being shaped by all these other people who are are moving much faster than most customer education departments ever will. And it's and that's okay. They can move faster, but what we need to do is steal the best parts and really grow that. from there. I think that's really wise. Eyes wide open. See what's around you. You know, we followed what Craig did. Craig followed what a know, some baking company did. A baking company made recipes, right? And what is a project but a recipe? And so it goes from a baking company to a woodworking company to a software company. And you can learn all over the place. And does it require learning and and retooling? Yeah. Like uh, in the evenings, I make TikTok videos. And it's really hard to do the vertical format. Doesn't it? Oh my God. I can't get myself like I was at my daughter's eighth grade promotion last night. And it's funny, they were saying, Hey, if you're recording this for TikTok, remember, I never heard anybody say that. But they said, Remember mom's dad, grandma. (laughs) (laughs) But you're always learning. But yeah, and I I love Matt's point of you you learn, you look around, eyes wide open, ask yourself what's not quite good enough, and and then see who's got a, a clue as to how you might be able to fix it. That's why we all get along so well. We're, we're so glad that you have you on the show again. Okay, gentlemen, we're at the end of our time here today. Hopefully, we'll have you back on. And what, what I'd like to see is some links. I want to learn about the Craig use case. So if you can give us examples of that and the baking show, any videos or links that we can share with our audience so they can learn and then they can come back and talk to you if they have more stuff and look at your program. Okay, so let's take it out. I, I want to give attribution to both of you. First off, I have my little banners up here. Everybody, Troy, you can be found at LinkedIn, of course. And sounds like you're on TikTok now. Do you have yeah, a TikTok Troy channel? Yeah, TechSmith. Troy TechSmith. I'm going to check that out for today. Are, are you on TikTok as well, Matt? No. I no. need to be. I, I need to figure it out. You uh, don't need to be. You, you I, can if you want to be. I need to figure. I, well, I need to figure some stuff out. My part of my role involves some social media stuff. So I'm, I've been resisting because I know... I know I'm going to get sucked in and it's like, oh gosh, I don't have time. Oh, I in. see. You're like, I don't want to do it because I'll be the one. No, no, I'll just get sucked in into watching stuff because, you know. That is dangerous. Yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's God awful, um, addictive, but it's really good. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's do it on their way out. Hey, again, this is where we do the closing. Audience, if you want to learn more, you want to you want to talk to these folks or anything, just let's follow follow us at customer.education. That's our podcast website. You're going to be seeing a lot more growth with that. We're working on a community. We're working on expanding our network. We've 
uh, kicked off season five with all of our great new sponsors and ones from the past. C-Lab is growing. We're really excited about that. And please, hey, if you found value in this, share it with other people. Tell your friends, tell your peers, tell your network. It's about finding the others. And as we all said here today, we're looking to you for doing the work with our products and helping teach us your stories. We want to hear from you, particularly at C-Lab. If you go to the C-Lab website, you'll also find a request to speak. Click that. If you want to talk, if you got a great story, let's get on the show. And as we go out the door, once again, a special thanks to our Alan Coda, who has made the amazing theme music for this show. If you have subscribed, we know a lot of you have subscribed. We really would like to see a five-star rating on whatever platform, podcast or catcher or whatever you're on. We're still sitting at five stars at like 50 different reviews on Apple. So I'm blown away. Thank you so much for your support. And to our audience, thanks for joining us. Get out there, educate, experiment, we said today, and find your people. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.